0: Welcome to the Clear to Close Podcast with our hosts, local mortgage expert, Ryan Bolton and Carson Jones, owner of Team Honey with Red Rock Real Estate. Ryan and Carson have the questions and answers, tips and tricks, do's and don'ts, and expert guests to help explain all the steps needed to buy or sell real estate. And now it's time for the Clear to Close Podcast.
1: Well, look at us and check out our new digs, huh? A little
2: bit better than the closet in your old office, huh?
1: Yeah, Yeah. so hopefully you've been watching our other episodes. Uh, we've got a great new studio set up. We're, we're we're going to the next level here, man. We're going to the next level.
2: This this was, what, $100,000 for us to put together? Yeah, something like that. At yeah. least, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. close. Really, good. We, That podcast
1: has been doing really well.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So we took a little time off. As you can see, we updated our digs. We've got a little more space to work with, a little better sound quality, video quality. So we really appreciate being able to put our expertise on display here and show people why it's great to own real estate.
2: Right? Well, that's right. And why... Right now, it shouldn't be that scary, and that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today is I know 2022 was one story. 2021 was a completely different story, and uh, now we're in 2023, and we're going to kind of talk a little bit about what's happened, and we're going to be comparing exactly where we were in 2022 compared to where we are now.
1: Well, it's so interesting, the predictions. That's what we've been talking about as we've been gathering up the data. All these predictions of doom and gloom and 08 crisis and all these other things that were going to happen really didn't happen like they thought it was going to happen. So you're starting to see that the markets absorb that rate, they've absorbed kind of some of that doom and gloom, and it is a lot better than they thought. So let's dive into some of the numbers here locally in Southern Utah.
2: Yeah, so so number one here, we'll, we'll start with uh, with the total listings that, that we've had essentially since I, I kind of Quarter of quarter two of twenty twenty two through through today. So uh, specifically, I want to compare June. So we'll c- compare June of twenty two to June of twenty twenty three. Yeah.
1: So like a year over year average kind it, of thing, right?
2: Okay. Exactly. So so if we go here to this comparison uh, at number two of June twenty twenty two to June twenty twenty three, uh, we've had an, an increase in listings, which is somewhat expected. Again, it's uh, a market not quite as many buyers it seems, of course, uh, and more listings have hit the market. So uh, we've gone up exactly 200 listings, which is 22%. So we went from 895 listings in June of last year to 1,095 listings in June of this year. Uh, So that's kind of an interesting first statistic that I would say is somewhat what we predicted, I guess, in terms of a little bit of a rise. Uh, With that said, some of these stats we'll go over here momentarily. Uh, it may be very opposite from what a lot of people predicted. Right. And you look at our county. So this is countywide, correct? This is Washington County, Washington County, Washington right. County,
1: Southern Utah. And it's pretty alarming that it ever got that low to 895, but still a thousand ninety five total for the county.
2: It, and I mean, and before that, low. it was actually significantly lower than 895, especially during peak COVID days. Right. Right. So you're seeing it
1: is starting to bounce back, but not this rush and flood of just crazy amount of inventory if anything, it hasn't gone up as much as we need it to go up, because it was already too low to begin with. It really hasn't gone up. So that just shows you the data there and why you're not seeing home prices have these yeah. major falls or corrections. If anything, they're going up. I mean, I'm seeing price ranges that are going up.
2: It's true. And you know what? We get a lot of uh, sellers right now who might be, a li- they, they just think it's a bad market to sell their home mm-hmm. in. But as you can see, we still have way too few listings on the market. So even though... Yeah, it's not the same market as COVID. You don't want it to be the same market right, as COVID right, right now. I mean, right. if you're in the same market as COVID, I mean, it's, uh, of course, as a seller, that was great. But you can't sit here expecting that to just be be the normal because that was far different than what you're going to be consistently seeing uh, yeah. in the
1: real estate market. And that's what we want. We want a correction or a deceleration, not a crash. And yep. all the news, doom and gloom, all this stuff is always predicting these yeah crashes to get clicks and likes. It's just getting worse and worse when it comes to the, just reading headlines and it has to get the next click. I mean, I'm getting text messages and these other alerts that somebody went nuclear about some, po- you know, just to get you to click the darn okay. thing. So you really do need to work with local experts and, and know what's really going on. Not what's just sensationalized just just a headline yeah. to get clicks. It's so funny. You see the headlines like sensationalized and then when you actually read the article, it's like it doesn't match that headline as much, right. but it gets you to right. click on and that's just what the way the world is right now. William. And then you throw in all the stuff that's going oh, on, yeah. it's making even more. Agreed,
2: right? Well, and I mean, even with interest rates right now, they've they've now begun to drop a little bit over these past right. few days. Uh, right. Actually, if you follow our our real estate team, Team Honey Real Estate, if you follow them on on Instagram, you'll see the rates every single day as they go up and down. I think we've had three. Three straight rate days here pretty right. significant drops.
1: Right. We had a big rise last week with some worries and some concerns. And of course the reports come out, not as bad as they thought, and that's what's hedging rates down. So we should see that trend also as inflation's gotten more in control. The Fed minutes, they're slowing down that talk of really having to raise rates to combat kind of what happened when inflation was going eight, nine percent kind of right. thing. So what they're doing has been working and it's designed to work slower. You know, yeah. it's not they don't want it to be a crash or this major, major thing. So but the news does. <laughs> you know, the news sure. wants to make the next hurricane the worst one in human history, you know. Of course. When, and so but because there is such a sensationalist thing, even with that submarine that blew up, there's some weird things that happened there that just got sensationalized to get those clicks. It's really changed journalism, changed headline, just changed the
2: clicking that we're doing now. And you do need to spend a little more time diving a little bit deeper. Yeah, absolutely. Next, that we're going to go over kind of plays off of this total listing count. This is the pended listings. Now, uh, remember, if we compare June 22 to June 22. 22- 23 remember we now have more listings on the market mm-hmm. uh, with that said in terms of how many have actually uh, are, are pending uh, in June there were 170 and 22 and, and now that, there's hundred and sixty
1: number four I think.
2: yeah so number four and so that then 163 in June of 23 hmm. so yes we've dropped a bit and and that 4.1 percent is a little bit skewed because of course we have a few more listings but but that still shows I mean in terms of what's actually pending There's virtually no difference, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, We've only got seven listings of a difference between the two years. A few more listings, but that still means there's still as many people buying those homes. Yeah. With only a 200 increase, you would think also that would increase a little
1: bit or even reverse because, okay, now it's switched to some sort of buyer's market. Everybody's throwing their home on the market. Nobody's buying. That just isn't the, you know, that narrative is not playing out Right. that you saw kind of ending 2022, seeing the narrative where people were saying, okay, housing price, we're going to wait. Rates have gone up. So prices have to come back down. Right. So many of those buyers were even hoping that, you know, you saw kind of a narrative. It's like, I'm going to wait for the next crash because, you know, and it just isn't it isn't crashing. It's decelerating, sure, which is what you want. You want it to stabilize because you don't want, like you said, the COVID years, that's unsustainable as well, just like the reverse. Yeah. If all of a sudden there's 10,000 homes on the market, yeah. that also causes other crisis type things. So, And really Southern Utah has discovered it is a desirable place to live. More and more people are putting it on their radar to at least check it out. And so that's what's also gobbling up some of these listings, and we're just not seeing existing homes going on the market as quickly as we used to. You're not seeing foreclosures, you're not seeing these other things that add to that inventory, or well, a lot of it's new build or, or newer homes that's showing up.
2: Exactly. And you're going to hopefully begin to see that, uh, hopefully, the, the talk starts to turn from a big crash or or such volatility into somewhat stabilization, because that's, right. for me, that's a little bit of what we've been beginning to see is a little bit more stabilization that we've had these past few years.
1: Yeah, and that we're seeing applications on the mortgage side starting to go up a little bit because people are, it's the new normal. It's actually is what's normal, where everything before that was really abnormal, rates right. in the fours, you know, and they caused different problems where you had to outbid or you had to bring more cash. There's things that kind of hurt the buyers that yeah. now that this is starting to stabilize, it is becoming a safer market for everybody involved. Right. Instead of being just a hyper seller's market or vice versa, just a hyper buyer's market can also affect interest rate or value or those types of things. So yeah. What's happening is the market trying to stabilize itself, not crash. Yeah. And I think you're seeing that effort play out over the, over this year better than what was anticipated. There's way too much doom and gloom. I remember seeing like most reports were showing deceleration or price reductions. But I saw two reports that were showing huge differences. Yeah. And what do you think that everybody picked up on was those worst-case reports where the other ones that were kind of more based in fact, we're actually a lot closer to what we see.
2: Right. It's just kind of starting to create fear in people. And, and I think once people realize that it's it's really not that far off from where we should be right now. No, right. Uh, I, I, again, I think people just got up to such a high during COVID with the real estate market that they, they're confused as to why we aren't still right. in that market. Right. And, and that was something that's unique. I mean, that could be unique every 40 to 60 years, honestly, right. that's not something you should ever expect. And really, if you want that to happen, it's it's because a major event like COVID happened.
1: Right. And even some of the things even before COVID, it was just kind of that just added that last little bit. <clears throat> and now we're going into an election year, which has some uncertainty there. So there's just a lot of wait and see kind yeah. of what is going on with buyers and sellers. But you're starting to see more of the buyers realizing, hey, if a home shows up on the market, that is the price range, <clears throat> the budget, I need to jump on it now because it may not be available. Yeah. Of and course. even if rates do happen to go down great, I can refi. But if rates go up or stay the same, that price disappears or the price continues to climb, I might just be priced out. I'll be waiting forever. You can't right. time it perfect, perfect. It's always better to buy now and then adjust as new information comes in.
2: Yeah. So these next couple stats, uh, we go to the median days on the market. Ooh, and, and this nice. is something that I would say is, is a little bit... More expected, as you could see, where we, we've gone up, of course, especially from from a year ago. In fact, uh, 2021, I believe that number was closer to about 15. So we doubled. Now we've doubled again, essentially. So 2022 June, we had 31 days on market. Was the median days on market uh, in June 2023 we're 60. So we've pretty much we've pretty much gone up almost 100%. We're at 93% increase over these past two Junes. So
1: that's the next slide there. Um. Yep. So
2: here shows the numbers, and so
1: those listening and maybe not watching on the YouTube channel, that is an increase. It's probably one of the bigger increases as far as percentage. Yeah. But it's more. It's still lower than what you normally see for a home being listed on the market. You know, right. sixty days or less is actually <clears throat> considered very healthy. Where thirty days is considered almost unhealthiness. Yeah. Same. Same with days of inventory or total inventory, as far as months worth, we're still well under that six month mark.
2: We are. And, and this is something that I think people need to start getting used to because again, 60 days is, is not a long period of time to sell a home, right? right? 60 days is actually, uh, it's still well below normal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think a lot of people, once again, they, they kind of get that thought of, I remember back a couple of years ago, every house you put on the market, even if it was mm-hmm a quarter of a million dollars over price it was <laughs> selling in if it was selling over 2 weeks it was a long time, right? Right, right now. If it's selling, uh, now you're talking. Okay, if we can get this sold in the next couple months, it's it's definitely kind of right in that that median that median average there. With that said, uh, you're seeing some houses that are still selling in a week or less. So right. this this just shows you there there's a lot of houses out there that might be overpriced uh, and still thinking that they can get some of these these really high prices that we had a couple years ago. Uh, and because of that, some of those are sitting on the market a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, when, people, when sellers are pricing their homes correctly and, and not being, I wouldn't call it greedy, but but not uh, not being aggressive with with, with their prices, they're, they're going to sit on the market for a bit.
1: It's really funny, the stories that you do hear. whether it was 08 or whatever, the people I put my house on the market and sold for 50 grand more than what it really did. And I, I remember I was, went to a training one time, and the guy said, neighbors lie. And it's funny when you can check and say, hey, your house really did sell for listing price. It didn't sell for major more because they hear the neighbor down the street or the story or the... It's funny how those sensationalized stories kind of course. float around. And, and I thought for the longest time they were priced correctly. It was people just willing to pay more. It wasn't yeah. like they were going... They were listed at the wrong price. There were just only a certain number of them. Rates were really low. People wanted out of California or wherever they were moving from to get to this wonderful area. They were just willing to pay more. Yeah. Because they saw the value of moving here. They saw the value of the rate. They figured they could make up that difference over the long term, over the rate. So... It's interesting to see how those stories now are starting to change, and it's going just back to normal. It's not like it's normal for a house to sell in a day or get 10 offers over asking price. That is so rare in real estate yeah. to really be willing to do that much more because of just that that perfect storm of COVID. People wanting to move, get away from shutdowns or lockdowns or businesses, or everybody went remote so they could live other places. They didn't have to be in a certain town. You know, A lot of that changed and we're still seeing the echo of that with remote working and people that really can live where they want to live, have the lifestyle they want to live, bring their income with them, and be able to take advantage of just wonderful areas like southern Utah. And it's gotten so discovered over the last few years.
2: It has. And, and I think that's hopefully what we're starting to, to notice a little bit more here, as uh, honestly, these median days on market could begin to drop as we continue to see sellers uh, reasonably price their homes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, my recommendation as, as, as an expert uh, here in southern Utah is, is to tell you know what your house is likely going to sell for and price. Pretty darn close to that number because no people aren't going to be offering you ten thousand dollars over price unless you just list it at some ridiculously right. low price to make a, a big battle. And even right now, that might not be a great idea to do because you never know how many people you're going to be getting. With that said, if you think your house is worth six hundred and you listed at six fifty, expect it to sit on the market for a while. Right. Uh, and and if you uh, if you sit on there too long, suddenly even though you've listed at six fifty your house should sell at 600 you might now start get offers at 580 570 mm-hmm. 560 and you're wondering, why am I so low? Well, if you actually would have listed that at, say, 595 or 600 originally, you would have sold quick, and you would easily be up at that 600 and potentially even slightly higher. So mm-hmm. a lot of the times, the people who are listing lower and actually closer to what their house value really should be uh, for a sale right now, they're selling quicker, and more often than not, they're actually selling for more than those uh, that are listed a bit higher. Yeah, and when you mentioned that, the price
1: reduction. So I think we have a slide on that mm-hmm. as well. that just kind of does talk about that percentage of price reductions and I think this number can as you can see on the screen here I think it's slide number six I believe maybe
2: yeah see Oh, I think I think uh, actually slide number seven and eight here seven and eight. for, okay. for the go. price reductions. So <laughs> look at the new tech we got. <laughs> I know, right? So so this one here kind of shows you exactly where we've gone. You can see that there was a huge drop there from uh, from November to December, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, really, even October through December, there was a huge drop in in how many price reductions there are, right? Now we started going back up a little bit, but. Uh, On the next slide, when we actually compare June of 22 to June of 23, I think a lot of people will be surprised by this to see that, okay, we have more listings on the market now, Mm -hmm. right? But why do we have so many fewer price reductions? Everybody's thinking, okay, price reductions like crazy. There's actually only 300 houses that were on the market in June that... Had a price reduction this year. Interesting. And
1: we were talking about this before the show that it could be a price reduction of a thousand bucks. It could be a price reduction a of a hundred. You know, yeah. So it's a little bit skewed on on what those price reductions could be. But it's just something. Even with taking every price reduction, you're only seeing that kind of change. Yeah. Which you would think, okay, if the sky is falling, price reductions would be everywhere. It'd be a hundred percent of them. It would be everything listed gets listed for less. And as we talk about, there's still some that get listed correctly and sell very quickly. So, when you're talking about 60 days, you're talking about everything that's out there that can be way overpriced, that's been sitting for a while, or stuff that does sell really quickly. When you're talking an average of all the things that have sold, which is still a smaller sample size, you're still only seeing those reductions not in any kind of crash mode or anything yeah. to like that. Well, and that's where having this local data, working with people that are local can correct. really educate you on what's going on in the local market and what price ranges are available. And I still get buyers that are in the lower price range that still have this mentality, well, it's supposed to be crashing, rates are higher, cost of money's up, So I'm going to offer fifty grand less. And they're still getting no, because they are priced correctly. If there is price reductions, it may be because they started too high to begin with, or it has sat longer than the time frame they thought. But sellers have to be updated, too, to realize you're not selling it typically in any market under 30 days. It's very rare that you see it under 30 days.
2: Especially if you're... I mean, the only way you're going to see that is if all of the listings in town are just way low in price. But if all the listings in town do that, then... All of a sudden, the mar- the value of all the homes is going to go is be going down. So, um, so yeah. 30 to 60 days, I would say, is a very good average right now. And is that from the actual
1: date it's listed to the day it closes or goes to pending? Like when does good, the.
2: Good question. So it's from uh, when it opens uh, as an active new okay. listing until it goes pending. Okay. okay. So, so they don't count the pending. days okay. uh, under contract. So you're not correct?
1: counting the 30 days to get home inspection appraisals, nope. all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's it, even more important to know that yeah. because if that goes falls through for some reason, then the clock's kind of lost on those days it was under contract if right. it happens to go back on. So that that is built into that number. Which is why a healthier market is more than 60 days, because of fallout or Contracts that cancel or something happens during due diligence or something like that,
2: and, and that brings up a good point for for sellers and buyers to know is, I mean, let's say you get your house under contract on day forty uh, mm. that, that you were listed. If everything goes well, if they're getting a loan, whether it's FHA, conventional, whatever that might be, you're probably between twenty five to forty mm. days usually in, in terms of escrow and before you're actually going to close on your home. Cash offers could be anywhere from I mean five to twenty days or so. Yeah. Usually it's kind of in that range. Uh, sometimes you'll get somebody who has cash from. Just just wants to close tomorrow if it's a sure, vacant home. Sure. Uh, usually they'll do some due diligence for a bit, but uh, of course a lot faster process at yeah, times. With and that. you got
1: holidays, you got weekends. That's that's calendar days, not just business yeah. days. So yeah, yeah. ten days calendar wise is, is even shorter because you're only working with you know six business days, seven yeah. business days depending on when it when it's signed. So that's a really good point.
2: So you might be wondering why we're comparing June's. We're in we're in late August. It's almost September here. So why are we why are we comparing June? Well, June of 2022 is really when the market finally. Got over COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it, it, that's when we really started to see a shift from uh, insane prices with COVID, and all of a sudden you started seeing big drops. So we wanted to kind of compare the beginning of this uh, mm. uh, this pa- post COVID real estate market right. to um, uh, to where we are now, and uh, if we compared this to say 2021 it's almost impossible to compare anything. Cause again, that's a market that we shouldn't ever, uh, we hopefully don't even really see much of ever again. It'll happen for one event or another, uh, right. but for the most part, uh, this is uh, June, 2022 is when we really began that shift back to a little bit of a normalcy. And now we're finally starting to see things steady out a little bit, which is a great sign because that means uh, we're going to see some consistency in the market rather than from June, 2022 up through December, the rise of interest rates was just a non-stop roller coaster up. Mm-hmm. This year has been a lot more steady, right? right. We've seen... Uh, it was all kind of baked
1: in. That's why you saw such an increase in the rates, is they knew they were going to be raising the rates, and they're talking about big increases, not just quarter here, quarter there. They were talking about enough to get that inflationary number back into that two, three range is what they're hoping for. So, the market all kind of hedged their bets, so to speak, and jumped way ahead of that. So, that's why you saw those rates really go up. Right. And really, they're back to what really is normal. But if you look at the 30-year bonds and the 30-year treasuries, usually long-term rates are about a point and a half above that. We're almost three. So, they're they've he- that's the hedge is going away. That's why you're seeing, in the sh- very short term, we're seeing rates start to mellow back down because there's less talk about the Fed's raising. The minutes just came out. You know, they're not excluding it. They never will. The Fed will never give you exactly what they're doing. No. They try to give the market time to absorb what's going to happen. But the talk of raising rates is definitely mellowed. Yeah. So you're going to see that soften a little bit. Now, 3%? No. 4%? No. It's going to take that COVID-type event and elections and all this stuff that really caused those yeah. rates to go down. And inflation basically zero. You know, yeah. For a long time, it was there. So it is going to take a while to absorb all that inflation, all that money that was created, all that money that disappeared in the crypto market. I mean, there's a lot of force. New currencies are being developed by other countries coming together. I mean, there's yeah. still just going to be a lot of pressure, but more to keep rates kind of at or below where they are, but not enough to drive them massively low. Right. So it is something where you're waiting to buy to have some 3% interest rate and home prices go from six to 200,000. You're never going to own a home. Where if you buy now, you're buying before any more price increases, you're locking in a payment that won't get worse yeah. and could get better if rates do happen to get better, and you'll drop your mortgage insurance. I mean, there's other reasons to refi down the road, but I've had way too many people just sitting on the sidelines for some perfect market, and there's always three things that'll change. You'll never time the three things perfectly, because by the time you know it happened, it was six months ago. Right. right. And so I, I'm telling people, if there's a, a home that fits your budget, fits your lifestyle, knowing that there's upgrade, downgrade potential down the road, rates may change, whatever, buy it now. Don't wait until that home is gone, rates are worse, prices are worse, underwriting guidelines worse. So if we do see this major crash, what's gonna happen to lending? It's gonna tighten up even more as well. So even though you got the perfect storm of rate and loan, you might not be able to qualify anymore for some reason. So it's hard to time it. It's just better to lock in the payment, do something now, knowing that if it gets better, you're in a better position. You got more equity, you can lower your payment, but you're comfortable where your payment's at today. And if things get better, you're ahead of the curve, and not behind, not trying to catch up all the time.
2: Well, and people really need to realize if a major event happens in the United States, whether that be uh, here, or whether it be on, in a major, maybe a major coastal city, that and let's say there's something major that happens that's going to make prices change uh, uh, change quickly, right? If you're going to see that, it's going to mean prices are going to home prices are going to increase drastically. Mm. That doesn't just mean suddenly you're going to go from seven percent down to down to six. Okay, right. so if you're a buyer the next major thing that happened probably just going to give sellers another excuse to make their prices go up. Maybe it's something that happens where there's a whole bunch of people displaced that, I mean, look at Maui, for for example. But if something happens, an event happens where a whole bunch of people are displaced, and now there's this huge boom of people to need in another place to live and mm-hmm. need to buy a new spot. It's going to drive up the price of, of homes. Right. But
1: and the materials to buy. If all of a sudden of yeah. materials have to be bought on those things, it could change the price of home availability of contractors. I mean, right. stuff like that happens like crazy. And I think that's why Southern Utah has been discovered for its climate, its temperature, its location, the natu- natural resources, the you know, there's just so many things that St. George shined during COVID that isn't going to go away all of yeah. a sudden because COVID went away. If anything, it's like, wow, that place is pretty good. Yeah. Like I, I tell people all the time, if you're in Phoenix or Arizona and you find out about St. George, we double overnight because <laughs> it's such a similar, beautiful climate, but it has so many wonderful things to add. And that's why yeah. I think the city council mayors, all that are planning that this is a growth city for a long time to come.
2: And, it really and, is. It's and, just great. St. George is great. That, it's it's one of those things where we we can't just depend on what are the St. George interest rates that's not how it works right so right. even if we <laughs> see a huge boom which we've we've seen i mean many times over these past 20 years in St. George it's going to make the prices here increase but the interest rates still are going to be pretty darn mm. close to where we have to be nationally right, right, right. so so don't just assume that uh, you're getting a bad deal right now. Right now, you might be getting a great deal because it just takes a little bit of a change for all of a sudden you just still have that six and a half, seven percent interest rate. Yet now the. Prices just jumped up another five to ten percent. So hmm. interest rate's still going to be the same for you. And now you're just getting the worst deal because prices are going to increase, right? right. So uh, I have to tell you, your
1: mortgage payment's way more consistent than rent. If we're talking about rent, always kind of lags behind. Rents just kind of keep going up. You're paying all that to nothing, no equity, tax benefits. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to own a home that just yeah. other than, but really, it's if your payments twenty five a hundred bucks a month, that's what you can afford. There'll be a house that will fit that budget. Maybe it would have been a bigger home years ago. And maybe it'd be a worse home years from now, obviously, yeah. as prices and interest rate and all that. So you're still just better. That's my budget. Let's go find a house. Let's let's own a home. There's just way more benefits to own a home right. than renting. Even when the quote-unquote it's bad deal, you know, because of what course. we had in years. But if you look at the history of home ownership, it's not a bad deal to own a home. Never yeah. is. Homeowners win in the long run. They just win in the long run.
2: Well, thanks so much for tuning in to our well, not our first episode, but our first episode at our new podcast yeah, studio. Yeah. Here. Let's know what
1: you think about in the comments about what you think about our new digs here. That's right. <laughs> so
2: uh, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, uh, your mortgage guy is right here. Ryan Bolton, he's with Patriot uh, Patriot Home Loans, that way. Yep, okay. Patriot Home Mortgage. Patriot yep. Home Mortgage. And then uh, my name Carson Jones. I'm, I'm the owner of Team Honey Real Estate at Red Rock Real Estate here in St. George, Utah. We can help you out through the entire state of Utah and right. Nevada as well. Right, absolutely. So uh, comment, like, and subscribe.
0: This has been the
2: Clear to Close
0: Podcast with Ryan Bolton and Carson Jones. Please submit your comments, questions, and topics for future episodes to to cleartoclosepod at gmail.com. That's clear the number two, closepod at gmail.com. Or findmyhomeutah.com or ryanbolton.com. Please like, follow, and share. And until next time, this is the Clear to Close Podcast. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of Patriot Home Mortgage or Team Honey with Red Rock Real Estate. License number NMLS 299717. This has been a production from a podcast studio.